Georgia's DBHDD reminds people that the Good Samaritan Law can save lives during alcohol and drug overdoses. People are urged to call 911 and stay until help arrives. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, February 22nd. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode, lawmakers are demanding changes to address failures in Georgia's foster care system. A Paulding County deputy faces legal action for allegedly using excessive force. And we talk to a local actor playing a starring role in the Tina Turner musical now playing at the Fox Theater. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. The Georgia Department of Human Services is under fire from lawmakers for its management of thousands of children in foster care. GPB's Sophie Gratis has details. A recent inquiry into DHS led by U.S. Senator John Ossoff targets the Department of Family and Child Services and demands it address failures in Georgia's foster care system. DFAX oversees over 10,000 foster kids and is struggling with placement. The department said in January that last year it cost $28 million to temporarily house foster kids in hotels, many with a history of abuse or mental health issues. The inquiry also points to high turnover rates among DFACS caseworkers. This year, DFACS will see additional workforce strains with large-scale changes to Medicaid eligibility, which the department oversees. Governor Brian Kemp plans to fund 300 additional DFACS employees in preparation, though DHS already has over 150 vacancies. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis. A bipartisan group of Georgia lawmakers is pushing to improve mental health care this year. Under House Bill 520, filed yesterday, the state would expand its student loan forgiveness program for mental health care providers. It also would require more data sharing between agencies. Representative Todd Jones of South Forsyth is a co-sponsor of the bill. The inability of agencies to share data with each other in terms of the care for not just minors but also adults is absolutely something that we need to focus on, and we're going to focus on how it is that we can do that within the federal and the state construct. The legislation also would try to make it easier for officials to use a form of court-ordered outpatient treatment created last year. Savannah Mayor Van Johnson has made his re-election bid official. In a campaign announcement on Monday, Johnson touted his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic, the hiring of a new city manager, and the opening of a new city-owned arena. And I'm asking you for the go again, as we did four years ago, to allow me the opportunity to serve as your mayor for four more years. Let's do it again. Johnson became mayor in 2020 and is expected to face challengers on the ballot this November. One of those is current city council member, Alderwoman Keisha Gibson-Carter. She's already announced a run. The entire city council will be up for re-election after a tumultuous few years that saw frequent infighting among its nine members. Another auto parts supplier has announced a new manufacturing facility near the site of a future Hyundai electric vehicle plant in southeast Georgia. South Korea's Siwon Precision plans to build what state officials are describing as the largest known private investment in the city of Rincon. It's a $300 million facility, and 700 workers are expected to be hired to work there. Attorneys representing a man injured during an interaction with a Paulding County deputy last year are taking legal action against the department. Tyler Canaris was initially stopped and questioned in March of last year by Paulding County Sheriff's Deputy Michael McMaster. 
Video footage of the incident was posted to YouTube this month, spurring more public interest in the case. The video shows the deputy restraining Canaris against a car before slamming him on the ground. Canaris was hospitalized with a fractured skull, among other injuries. He was formally arraigned with obstruction charges in December. His attorneys are demanding McMaster be fired and the charges against Canaris dropped. They also say they'd like to see the U.S. Department of Justice investigate the Paulding County Sheriff's Office. The Atlanta Hawks have fired head coach Nate McMillan. Hawks general manager Landry Fields announced the decision yesterday. The Hawks are 29-30, and 8th in the East this season, struggling to remain in playoff contention. McMillan had a record of 99-80 and as Atlanta's coach, including a 27-11 and record as interim in the second half of the 2020-2021 season. Assistant coach Joe Prunty will serve as interim coach. Home Depot says it's giving its employees a billion dollars in raises. The Atlanta-based home retail giant announced the pay hikes yesterday for frontline hourly employees. The company's president and CEO says the move is needed to attract and retain workers. Home Depot has 90 stores and more than 30,000 employees in the state. Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport reported more than 93 million passengers in 2022, and that's almost a quarter increase from the prior year, but still short of 2019's record 110 million passengers. Airport officials say that they expect Hartsfield to retain its status as the world's busiest airport when an international airports group releases its numbers later this year. Tina Turner's life story has been told in several ways, including a book, a movie, and now a musical currently running at Atlanta's Fox Theater. Tina, the Tina Turner musical, runs through this Sunday. The Tina Turner story cannot be told without including her former husband, Ike. Emory University graduate Garrett Turner, no relation, plays Ike in the musical. He's also a Marshall Scholar, among many other achievements. GPB's Leah Fleming talked with the actor about playing the role. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Leah. So great to be here. So I want to talk to you about Ike as a musician, but first address the issue that, quite honestly, Ike is most known for. He was abusive to Tina. And in her memoir, she talked about how he beat her with um, a shoe stretcher while she was pregnant and burned her with scalding coffee. He's also had a, a cocaine addiction. So I'm wondering how do you as an actor first come to terms with who this man was and what is it like to portray this man for you? Yeah, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what? Not only in Tina's memoir did she say he beat her, but in Ike's autobiography, he said he beat her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it speaks to the man, you know, he, he, went through so much himself in his own life, you know, born into poverty in small town, Mississippi. Uh, His father was essentially lynched. Um, He, Ike was sexually abused when he was young. And so he was filled with trauma. And yet throughout his life, you know, had decisions to make about the man he wanted to be. And so as an actor, that is really what I was diving into with the research of this man is like, how and why did he make the choices that he made? You know, I, mm-hmm. I sometimes refer to his arc as a spiritual tragedy um, because in relation to the abuse that he meted out along with like the incredible kind of commercial success that the Ike and Tina Turner review had, 
he it's not that he was incapable of knowing or understanding the harm he was bringing against other people mm-hmm. you know it it was just that he didn't have the will to admit the wrong that he was doing and you can see that in interviews with him you know later on in his life after uh Tina had left him and uh yeah yeah i think it's a it's a sad trajectory, but it's still like a really powerful human story to tell. Mm. So when you were thinking about all of this, I mean, did you actually want to play Ike when you first thought about all of that? Or were you thinking, yeah, let me let me try this? I love that question. Um, so what <laughs> happened was uh, my my manager reached out and he was like, yo, Kelsey Casting wonders if they can see you for Ike for the first national tour of Tina. And my response was, I think I'm more of a Raymond. Uh, (laughs) So Raymond is like Tina's boyfriend, you know, in in the first act. And um, he's, he thinks her much better, let's just say. Right. Um, But then they came back and they were like, well, you know, um, they could see you for Raymond, but it's an ensemble role. And, you know, Ike is a lead and gets paid a lot more. And so I was like, Okay, well, I can I can come in for Ike. You know, if, if that's what they're asking to see me for, let me try it out. And then when I started the audition process, you know, I think there are a lot of things about the way I approached the character that just really clicked. Mm. You know, you wrote uh, this, and I think this kind of speaks to what you're talking about now. You um, you once wrote, as actors, we must traverse the full spectrum of human emotions. We must tune our instrument to channel whatever our characters encounter. But my central wavelength, my main frequency is joy. But I, that kind of brings me um, to this thinking about going into this role as I was that is that, you know, what's that like that for you? Yeah, let me just say this. It is an absolute honor to play this role night after night, eight shows a week. And, you know, for all of his moral failings, Mm -hmm. um, he he learned how to play the guitar. He learned how to play the piano. He started a band Mm -hmm. with his friends, you know, and and just had the temerity to keep going. And they gained some semi-fame in St. Louis, which is when, you know, that pivotal moment he met Anna Mae Bullock, who would become Tina Turner, and capitalized off of his and her talent and the talent of that group to to spur them on to international fame, literally like traveling the world, playing, and anyone who has the fortitude to do that is a genius and you know it's really a a true slice of black history that is my conversation with garrett turner and during the conversation at one point garrett talked about how he prepares each night to play such a complicated man in ike he has a ritual he does before the show gina is buddhist Mm -hmm. and she found that uh, faith along her path, and it, it was really something that was central to her liberation. And, um, you know, the show sort of mentions how Ike uh, decried that, you know, he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't into it. Um, and so I, I decided to use something like adjacent to the faith, if you will, 
to ground myself before the show. So I just have this this Tibetan singing bowl that I that I use just as a space of ritual and for myself prayer mm. uh, to yeah just to take that moment of grounding myself in myself right and then allowing myself to step into who Ike is. That is Garrett Turner, an actor playing in the role of Ike Turner in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Opponents of a proposed mine near the Okefenokee Swamp in southeast Georgia spoke out last night during a virtual meeting held by the Georgia Environmental Protection Division. GPB's Benjamin Payne reports. More than three dozen people urged the EPD to block Alabama-based company Twin Pines Minerals from building a titanium dioxide mine near the Okefenokee Swamp and National Wildlife Refuge. Among the speakers were scientists, environmental lawyers, students, and concerned citizens like Mary Gibson, who lives close to Okefenokee in St. Mary's. The idea that the EPD is even considering such an application boggles my mind. It is the betrayal of their very existence to consider such an ecological disaster. No one in attendance spoke in favor of the proposed mine. The EPD is accepting written comment on the company's plans until March 20th, and the agency will hold a final public hearing over Zoom on Thursday night. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne. And that is a wrap on today's edition of Georgia Today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate having you as a listener. We hope we can have you as a subscriber as well. Subscribing to Georgia Today is, of course, the best way to stay current on all the top stories coming out of the GPB newsroom. So subscribe, and we will be right back with you in your podcast feed tomorrow. Now, you may have heard that former President Jimmy Carter is currently in hospice. GPB will report on the latest developments. We hope that you'll tune in on the air. Check for the latest at gpb.org. And of course, we will have all that coverage right here in this podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. If you've got feedback, we'd love to hear it. Send us an email at georgiatoday at gpb.org. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, please do leave a review. That helps other listeners find us. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.